You are listening to From Camp Lee to the Great War, the letters of Lester Scott and Charles Riggle. World War I soldiers from Wheeling, West Virginia. Scott and Riggle were drafted in 1917 and trained at Camp Lee, Virginia. Lester Scott served as a wagoner, mule team driver, in the 314th Field Artillery Supply Company, Battery A, 80th Blue Ridge Division in France. Dutch Riggle was a private first class with the same unit. These are their letters home. The Great War had raged in Europe for three years before the United States joined the conflict on the side of the Allies in April 1917. Like most young American men of the era, those from Wheeling harbored romantic notions of war, it having been more than 50 years since the American Civil War ended. Thousands of Wheeling men eagerly registered for the draft in 1917. Most of Wheeling's World War I soldiers served in the U.S. Army's 80th Division, known as the Blue Ridge, in honor of the mountains. Most of these were trained at Camp Lee, Virginia, near Petersburg, under the command of Colonel Robert S. Welsh. A large number from the Wheeling area, like Lester Scott and Charles Riggle, served in the 314th Field Artillery, they started shipping in large numbers to the trenches of France by summer 1918. A few months after that, local casualties were listed in the Wheeling newspapers almost daily. 4.7 million Americans served in the American Expeditionary Forces in World War I, and more than 116,000 died. 58,000 of those Americans came from West Virginia and 5,000 of those West Virginians were killed or wounded, 1,120 killed in combat. More than 3,000 from Ohio County served. Reports differ, but somewhere between 70 and 100 were killed. The first soldier from Wheeling to be killed on the battlefield was 20-year-old PFC Edward Franklin Bowman of Company D, 28th Infantry, 1st Division whose death notice was received on August 5, 1918. Less than three months later, and just two weeks before the Great War would finally end with an armistice signed in Paris, Lester Scott of Dallas, West Virginia, a farm boy who was drafted in Wheeling in April 1917 and shipped overseas a year later to serve as wagoner, mule team driver, in the 314th Field Artillery Supply Company, was killed in action in France. Les was killed 100 years ago today, on October 29, 1918, during the final push to end the war. The massive 47-day Meuse-Argonne offensive, during which more than 26,000 American soldiers died. It remains the most lethal military operation in the history of the United States. Les made daily runs with his four-mule team from supply headquarters to the front lines with provisions for Battery A, near a place called Le Mort Homme, Dead Man's Hill. Along the way, Les and the other wagoners were forced to dodge nearly constant German artillery shells, machine gun fire, and even mustard gas attacks. When the wagoners would stop to rest their mule teams during these exhausting supply runs, they would often sleep beneath their wagons for protection. That's what Lester Scott was doing near the town of Romaine when he was struck in the chest by a fragment of shrapnel from a German shell. 
He succumbed to his wounds while being taken to a field hospital. When they learned of Scotty's death, his comrades on the front remembered the premonition Lester spoke of as he boarded the troop transport America at Newport News, Virginia, five months prior. Yes, I am going to watch that horizon as long as it is visible, because for me, it is my last look. The rest of the boys seem not to notice that it is almost out of sight, but perhaps they do not know what is in store for them. I have seen what is ahead for me. I don't know why I say that, but just as we were walking down that long line, it suddenly crept over me, and I realized that I, I would never again be in the United States. Lester Scott, Newport News, Virginia, May 26th, 1918, while boarding a troop transport for France. Due to the chaos of war and the difficulty of accounting for every soldier who went missing or was injured or killed, desperate families were often left to speculate for months about the fate of their loved ones on the front when the letters stopped appearing in the mailbox. Such was the case for the Scott family. Even Lester's brother-in-law, PFC Charles Dutch Riggle, was unable to find out what happened to Les after he was taken to the hospital. In fact, it wasn't until January 1919 that Lester's sister, Minnie Riggle, finally received the dreaded Western Union telegram, which read, Washington, D.C., 8.20 p.m., January 8th, 1918. Mrs. Minnie Regal, RFD1, Dallas, West Virginia. Deeply regret to inform you that it is officially reported that Wagner Lester Scott Field Artillery died October 29th from wounds received in action. Harris, the Adjutant General. Adjutant General Peter Charles Harris served the U.S. Army in that capacity from 1918 to 1922. The same post was once held by Horatio Gates and Arthur St. Clair, for whom St. Clairsville, Ohio, was named. A few months later, Minnie Riggle received a second letter. Supply Company, 314th Field Artillery, AEF, France, March 21, 1919. Mrs. Minnie Riggle, Dallas, West Virginia, RFD number one, USA. My dear Mrs. Riggle, you have undoubtedly long since received from the War Department official notice of the death of your brother, Lester Scott, number 183962, late Wagoner of this company. I desire to express my personal and as his commanding officer and official appreciation of the very high character of the service he rendered. I had the pleasure of promoting him and the confidence placed in him was repaid in fullest measure by his energy and the efficiency with which he executed the duties assigned to him. He was severely wounded on the night of October 29, 1918 while on duty with Battery A of this regiment which was in a position of great danger near the town of Romaine. I know of no more devoted and creditable service than that displayed by the drivers of battery and ration carts of which he was one. 
Day and night, always in places of danger, these drivers were constantly on the move, keeping the men of the regiment supplied with food and water. Had your brother faltered in his duties, many others would have suffered, but not once did he fail in the faithful and efficient performance of this work so essential to the well-being of others. And the highest admiration and respect was accorded him by his comrades and superior officers. He was promptly evacuated to a field hospital for treatment, but his wounds proved to be too serious. We were later notified of his death, and not one man in the company but felt deeply the loss of a loyal comrade and a brave companion in arms. I wish that I could send to you some fitting message of condolence. I am sure, however, that your sense of loss will be softened, and it will be a sustaining influence to you and his family in the years to come to remember the extreme merit of his unselfish service and that the supreme sacrifice he has made was a real contribution to the great and noble cause now so gloriously triumphant. In the knowledge of his service and sacrifice, he leaves his family a golden heritage which cannot fail to cheer and comfort them all the days of their lives. If I can be of any personal service to his family, I would consider it a pleasure to render it in the memory of a brave soldier. Respectfully, J. Hamilton Oba, Captain, 314th Field Artillery. After the armistice, Lester Scott was buried on the French battlefield where he fell. His body remained in this hero's grave for nearly three years before finally being returned to his family in Dallas, West Virginia for final burial in August 1921. The remaining members of Battery A attended the funeral as a body, as six pallbearers were chosen from their number to carry their fallen comrade to his final resting place in Mount View the little country cemetery not far from the Scott family farm in Dallas. Lester Scott's 80-year-old father, Christopher, wept as he was handed the flag from his son's coffin. From Camp Lee to the Great War, the letters of Lester Scott and Charles Riggle is brought to you by archivingwheeling.org in partnership with the Ohio County Public Library and the Walls Foundation. Jeremy Richter is the voice of Lester Scott. Ron Stilwell is the voice of Adjutant General Peter Charles Harris. Sean Duffy is the narrator and the voice of Captain J. Hamilton Ober. The letters of Lester Scott and Charles Riggle were transcribed by John Eric Jalot. This podcast was edited and written by Sean Duffy, audio edited by Aaron Rothenbuehler, with music courtesy the Library of Congress. Many thanks to Marjorie Ritchie for sharing family letters and the stories of her uncles, World War I soldiers from West Virginia. Thank you for listening to From Camp Lee to the Great War, the letters of Lester Scott and Charles Riggle.